Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hi, Big Show fans. Citizen Randy once again. Yes, today is another encore edition of the John Boy and Billy Big Show. But based upon your incredible enthusiasm for the show I posted last Friday from 2003, I thought I'd try to outdo myself. This one originally aired on Monday, October the 14th, 2002. It's 21 years old. Ah, It's legal. All right, well, it's got some big stars lined up in it. I know you're going to enjoy this one. So let's get things started retroactively, as we always did with the late, great Robert D. Rayford. You know, he once told me, you're going to miss me when I'm gone. Damn if he wasn't right. Enjoy the show. Robert D. Rayford kickstarting the John Boyne Billy show as always. First thing out of the box. Oh, I tell you, I got so many things on my mind, on my plate, on my schedule that don't know exactly where to start. I tell you what, get to be old man, you ought to be able to relax a little bit. It seemed to me like everybody's pulling me in all kinds of different directions, but I love it. So what we're going to do here this morning? Well, I think we're going to have to take some of the letters carried over for Open Mail Friday because I got so many. You people always say, Rayford, you're always on one subject, this, that, and the other, and I keep telling you. They must be subjects that touch you because you keep responding to them. Like them working mommy's thing, I know, run that in the ground. How about some of these other people only talk about one thing? They, you know what they talk about now? They talk about war. They talk about politics. They talk about Iraq. I don't do that because everybody else is doing it. So just a few things that people uh, get that get their goat. Working mommies. Here's one from Kim in Jefferson City. Your comments about working mothers with children. I'm 38, been working since I was 17 with children. Only problem I found with this is none of what I learned has found its way to my children who can't chew chewing gum and walk at the same time. <laughs> but Mr. Rayford, I love to listen to whatever your subject of the day is. Keep them coming. Mark and Marquette, uh, Minnesota. I'm the father of four children. Two live with me, two live with their mom, who three years ago decided she didn't want to be married anymore. See, that happens a lot of times. Yeah, the women say, I don't want to be married anymore, and they pull out and make it so tough on the guy that he pulls out. He says, I believe that if I were a woman, I would receive a lot more assistance than the very little or nothing that I get now. The system is very much in their favor. Sure it is, Mark. Here's one from uh, Michael, Wheeling, West Virginia. What about working single dads? That's me. My son lives at home with me, and I enjoy his company. He's an honor student at the local high school. I know the dilemma of working single moms. By the way, I'm not looking for a fourth ex-wife. And here's one from yummy, yummy. Angie, Louisville, Kentucky. As a professional who plans to have children, I would like to say that just because feminists tell women we can have it all doesn't mean we should. My mom was a career woman. She was capable of giving us everything we needed except a little bit of her. 
Once she became disabled, she was able to stay home and become the kind of mom we all want, one who cares and is there. Parents, whether men or women, need to stop and think before they have children. Think whether they're going to be able to give that child time and love. If not, don't have kids. For the ones that have them anyway, quit blaming the rest of us for your juvenile delinquents. Thank you there, Angie. And here's one from Eric in Manning, South Carolina. Eric Edwards, good morning, if it is. I'd like to say how much I enjoy riding to work listening to the big show. However, I don't understand why you seem to be so mad at the world. But, Eric, I'm not mad at the world. I'm quite happy. There are just some things that people do in the world that kind of bug me, and I want to call attention to it. But otherwise, I'm quite happy. Yes, sir. Never in my uh, years of, uh, on this earth have I heard so much bad news, though, that's in the world these days. My opinion is that all women should be home taking care of the children, says Eric. I believe that one of the biggest problems is that both parents have to work and children are not shown the attention or discipline that is needed. Oh, well, there's so much on this subject. Robert D. Rayford, John Boyne, Billy Show. Good morning. You got a big show on the radio here on this Monday. Hope you had a good weekend, and here we go. <laughs> Uh, two days of our big show celebrity golf tournament starting today at Kramer Mountain Country Club. You can be playing with us. What are you doing up? Get back to bed. Get some sleep. <laughs> it's going to be a long day. Come on. Long day, man. We'll have our comedy show with Tim Wilson and Killer Bees tonight. And in the studio this morning, Rusty Wallace. Rusty had a good run yesterday. Rusty's going to be playing with us. So, Rusty, Tim Wilson, Killer Bees. And how about Jamie McMurray? Unbelievable. It's just, I was looking for his name like two weeks ago. Who's this kid taking over Sterling's place? You and everybody else in racing. And man, 26-year-old, second Winston Cup start, bam, wins at Charlotte. Really? He sure does. And convincingly, too. I mean, it's not like, you know, last lap, a guy hits a wall and he gets around him. This was like, you know, he was and, out front for a while. It wasn't like gas mileage or yeah. anything like that. He uh, he dominated, ran a race, and won. Bam. Was it Bobby Labonte actually got around him once on the restart, and then mm -hmm. he came and caught up with him, and bam. Teddy kid can drive. And mm -hmm. what I'm looking forward to, who is that blonde hanging out with him? <laughs> Uh, I think that's his mom. <laughs> well, if it is, come here. You need your stepdaddy. Uh, it, it was almost Sterling, but he went back to Tennessee because of the rain. <laughs> yeah, Sterling thought it was going to get rained out. He's yeah. back home. He's 25 years old and sounded like Jeff Gordon sounded the first time we heard him. That real yeah. high voice yeah. just sounded like it just changed sound. Yeah. Might be on to a new superstar. He's um, Oh, shut up, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> That didn't take long. What man, was that, 30 oh, seconds? I was now, say. Man, as as Jeff, me on to a new superstar. I know because I've watched these guys, John. No. no. Because he won a race, John. But the thing is, is that you, you go, absolutely. Oh, shut up. <laughs> it took a second to say Who said that? Randy, shut up. No, you are absolutely right, Randall. Go ahead. No, I ain't talking to no, you. No, you have good powers of observation like that. No, no, I can't. I'll, I'll give you. I can't talk at all about football, baseball, basketball, none of that. But, but I'm have, around racing enough that um, I can talk racing. Oh, I think you're right. If you're going to talk anything, it should be racing. Yeah, that's right. That all right. We will be talking some football to Jim Zoki. How about that? Uh, a little bit later today. So, okay, now, he's the dark-haired guy that comes in uh -huh. here. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah. had a real good year, yeah. hasn't he? Absolutely. Shut up, Pillars. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, our home team, I know we have uh, lots of favorite home teams across the John Billy Radio Network. We're in our hometown, the Carolina Panthers. Found a way to lose again in the fourth quarter. Blown up, sir. <laughs> Ten to nothing going in. Yeah. You know, and when it was going to happen, we were just sitting there watching. Oh, no. Uh -huh. Here we go. What? Oh, no. Did you Cowboys. find your seat again? Is that what happened? Mm. No, they were in Dallas. I would have had some trouble finding that one <laughs> yeah. down in Irving, Texas. But, uh, yeah, man. Oh, well, anyway, we'll right. tell us more to college professional level. Jamie McMurray, John Mobile Big Show Celebrity Golf Tournament. Oh, it's big. Oh. Could I sleep for the next two hours and meet y'all back here? Suits me. Right me. The show. I don't have to talk to you anymore. <laughs> Good Monday morning, everybody. Got a big show on already. Oh, about 25 out of the hour. Monday, October the 14th. Let's get our categories or this dates, a date in histories. Well, not plurals, not these dates in history because it is this date. So these date. Oh, shut up. Absolutely. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Absolutely. These facts. 
that occurred. Yeah. These facts that occurred date. on this date in history. See, it wasn't yeah. the problem of you using the wrong words. You just weren't using enough. <laughs> Why is it something different? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> we got a John Billy Paps Blue Ribbon Racing Prize Pack, including T-shirt, hat, and flag. We got a copy of Monroe Fisher's two books, Tales from On the Surface, Part 1 and Part 2. And you're qualified to win an Eco electric bike from Eton America. That's, that's like a beach bike, man. I love that thing. Uh-huh. Also, you go to the Big Show website, click on the Eton link, or directly to etonamerica.com to check out their great products, or find a dealer near you, all right? All right. Monday, October the 14th, it was on the state, Pennsylvania founder William Penn was born in 1644. In 1683, Penn acquitted two women on charges of witchcraft, nope. and the two women were brought to trial. Penn asked them, art thou witches? Hast thou ridden through the air on a broomstick? After the women answered, Yes. All our lives want to fight about it. <laughs> Penn declared, well, there's no law against riding on a broomstick and dismissed the case. What? Telling the women they were free to fly on their brooms wherever they went. So long, suckers. <laughs> <laughs> and over 100 years and several mothers-in-law later, uh-huh. that rule is still applied. <laughs> See you later, Durwood. <laughs> <laughs> so, William Penn. Mm. All right. It was on this day, 1954, filming began on the film The Ten Commandments in Egypt. Cecil B. DeMille assembled a cast of over 25,000 people in Egypt for the movie. Man, I told you Moses and the Hebrews are driving me nuts. Where is the Messiah now? <laughs> some of the people, some of the cast, yeah. that, you know, Hollywood legends, but they just absolutely refuse to change. Do who anything said different. Edward G. Robinson? That's who we need in a biblical epic. Yeah, see? Yeah. I'm going to the temple, see? All right, it's a golden calf, see? Everybody bow down. Yeah. <laughs> and, and what was Yule Brenner? He was, was he was Pharaoh. He was the Pharaoh. He was would the not let the people go. Uh-huh. How you do it? What's up? Hey, Ant. Let's pick this up a bit. I have the king and I to do. <laughs> Bleh. And uh, finally on this day, 1987, 18-month-old Jessica McClure fell 22 feet down an abandoned well in Midland, Texas. That was 1987 uh-huh. on this date. Uh, the nation was captivated by the story during the 58-hour rescue. Let's see if she mm. was 18-month-old in 87. 17 and 97, a half. 97. and a half. And then three 17 and, and two. And a half. 17 and a half, according to my go. calculation. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're good at math. Oh, shut up, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If y'all want to play Outburst, now's the time to pick up the phone. Give us a call. 1-800-BIG-SHOW. Call her nine. We'll play with you next. <laughs> Good morning, the big show is on the radio. It's at the bottom of the hour. Let's play our first contest of the week. It's called Outburst. Let's play Outburst. It's the game that anyone can win. John Boy and Billy give you prizes from the big prize bin. Let's go meet contestant number one. This should really be a lot of fun when you're playing Outburst. Have a hurry up and guess time. You'll have the best time. You'll have a big show time. And welcome out of Rock Hill, South Carolina. And we'll have a big show time. Henry! Come in, how you doing this morning, Henry? I'm doing okay, John Boy. How are you? Doing good, buddy. Thank you. Hey, Henry, I hate to cut in on your time here, but I need to get something out of the way because this is going to be very painful for me for the rest of the day. What? Uh, Jessica would be 16 and a half. <laughs> oh, shit. There you go, Mr. Matt. Mr. Future Superstar. I want to point out that I caught the error uh, before everybody else says, I got you. So, Jessica McClure, who fell into the well. Sixteen and a half. That's right. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, who is that uh, kid in that fairy tale that fell into the well? Jack Spratt? No. No, he could eat he no fat. Mm-hmm. Little boy Blue? No, no, he blew the horn. He fell into corn. Yeah. Blew the horn. Sheep's corn in the meadow, cows in the corn. Yellow jumped into mellow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Pot two black jump into crack. <laughs> yeah. Are you perhaps thinking of an episode of Lassie? <laughs> no, no. No. It's some fairy tale. or Not not a fairy tale. You know, a rhymey thing guy. A nursery a, rhyme. Yeah. 
Jack and Jill? You're talking <laughs> about a rhymey thing. No, they went fell, to the well to... <laughs> yeah, they went to well to fetch a pail of water. Yeah, yeah. Then he fell Jack, down. Jack and Jill. In. No, he fell down. <laughs> Jack, <laughs> no, Jack fell in and broke his chin. Don't you remember? <laughs> so then they went up the hill and Jack fell down? Uh, yeah. He fell in the well and felt like, well, you know the rest of <laughs> I got it. So say, hey, who looks stupid now? I yeah, think you're right. thinking Ding Dong Dell Pussies in the Well, of course, from The Sopranos. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. What, so, Billy really knows ding his... Dong oh, <laughs> <laughs> Pussy was in the well, mm-hmm. and then Jack was up the hill right. with Jill. Right. And yeah. then after they went to the well. And then she kicked into the curb. Different. and Yeah. It yeah. was whack. <laughs> and he hooked up with Jackie later on. So right. All right. Okay, Henry, are you ready now? Yeah. Okay. Either knew we were going to wake you up or put mm-hmm. you back to sleep. Yeah. Here we go, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Henry, three things you can ride on. Ready, go. A uh, motorcycle, a scooter, and a bicycle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We would have accepted Jill and and Little Boy Blue. Uh, Henry, three movies. Ready, go. Uh, Men in Black, Men in Black 2, and The Terminator. Oh, yeah. Right. And Henry, here we go for the win. Three famous babies. Ready, go. Uh, Jessica McClure... Uh, the Lindbergh baby and Roseanne Barr. <laughs> and who? Roseanne Barr. <laughs> well, if you've ever worked with her on her sitcom, <laughs> you dinged him for Roseanne Barr as a famous baby. She was a baby at one time. She wasn't a famous baby. Now there are people listening who try I don't want to do another season. Wait a minute. Well, wait a minute. Well, see, I was thinking of somebody else. I was thinking of Rosie O'Donnell. Oh, oh, oh. my God. Of course, no, famous as Baby Rosie many years ago. She wasn't a baby either. She wasn't a famous baby. Oh, that's right. Well, so Roseanne Barr, Henry, I'll give you a chance to explain that one. I just, off the top of my head, she was a famous, she's a famous actress, so, and she was a baby and she was a time. baby at one time. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. Oh, Randy oh. Buzzing like that. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> well, Henry, it's okay, because this is a contest. If you lose, we definitely make you happy before we hang up on you. We just don't go to another winner and give away your all your hard work. Sure we do. We do that all the okay, time. Okay, fine, then. We'll do yeah, that. Absolutely. Oh, shut up. First-time caller, guys. All right, Henry. We appreciate you, buddy. You hold on right there, all right? All right. Have a good one. All right. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> <laughs> Robert D. Rayford, and I have the Monday morning blanks. Ever had that? Rack your brain. You can't come up with anything. That's when I turn to such publications as the Weekly World News and the Funny Times. Funny Times is a collection of funny things said and written in columns by various funny columnists like like Dave Barry, whose column this time is Real Men Never Miss Their Afternoon Naps. His latest column, now syndicated in newspapers all over the country, has to do with people accusing him of being old. Now, where have I heard that before? And Dave Barry is a whole lot younger than I am. It says a while back I wrote a column complaining that many young people do not read newspapers and seem to be more interested in Britney Spears than the Middle East. Unfortunately, the column fell into the hands of Debbie Title, a teacher at Crestview Middle School in Ellisville, Missouri, who did something unspeakably vicious. She used my column as a classroom assignment. Now, there's an idea. Remember, there's a class in Pageland, South Carolina High School English that uh, submitted their thoughts to me a year or so ago and then did it again. Anyway, Ms. Uh, Title ordered a group of eighth graders to respond to one of Barry's columns. She sent me their essays, which amount to a compelling critique of my views. In summary, the students make three basic points. Number one, I am old. Number two, I'm an idiot. Number three, I'm an old idiot. Yeah, we ever heard that before. Here's some of the things that the young readers said. I don't like reading about death, war, and government. Write about things we can relate to. Make the newspaper more humorous. It is so boring. Talk about skateboarding. Don't use jokes that we don't understand. In your article, you said a much higher percentage than the general population voted for Stalin. Who is Stalin? There's one for you. Robert D. Rayford, John Boyd, and Billy Show. Good morning. A big show is on your radio about quarter away from the hour. Coming up next, our latest John Boyne Billy Playhouse acted out. 
Later this morning, Tim Wilson and Killer Bees in the studio. They're in town for our big show celebrity golf tournament. Mm-hmm. Tonight's big comedy show. If y'all playing in the tournament, we'll see you at the show. We'll see you at the course yep. today as well. And uh, yeah, for those playing uh, rain tomorrow, but we're going we're gonna to wait and decide what we're going to do. You know, see what it looks like. If it's going to rain us out, we'll have a rain day. So. Right. Uh, we'll let you know about that. But we definitely playing today. Going to be part of cloudy, 65 degrees. Mm-hmm. Real nice. Yep. And uh, heads up, Jamie McMurray. We'll talk to Jamie later this morning. Congratulate him on his first Winston Cup win and his second start. We're seeing some mystery here, boys. Only the fifth driver to ever do that. Yeah. Isn't that right, Randy? You think you see potential in this? I team, am not you? talking to you <laughs> <laughs> all day today. Yeah, I'll tell you what. He, already, he has mastered the burnout. No I mean, doubt. Remember, I was talking to Junior. Said, "Junior, please pull yourself together on your burnouts." Yeah. <laughs> Jake McMurray's got it going on, man. Just go around, search just a smoke, and then a car comes. It out looks of like remember the remember when the mosquito fogger trucks used to drive through your neighborhood when you were a kid. That's what it looked like. <laughs> man, you almost have some big skeeters. I'm telling you, I, I believe they might have been trying to exterminate some of y'all kids <laughs> hanging out there on the road. And it worked actually. <laughs> there was he's right in mm-hmm. Gastonia. That's where we oh, grew yeah. up. They did that every what about twice, three times. Is in that the right? Summer, mm-hmm. yeah. Summertime, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. your mama's would turn you out, go out there and play in the fall, kids. Yeah. It'll be fun. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> we chase after just like the you know the ice cream man. You know why? Because we were. T- <laughs> Skater man. <laughs> well, yeah, it was like following the ice cream trucks. It was always so hot because we didn't have air conditioning. That mist was so cool. Oh uh-huh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, get yeah. you some fans that carried around there. Feel the way they do things in Dallas on the sidelines. <laughs> Smelled like diesel fuel <laughs> yeah. for weeks after that. Well, good. Hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Man, so please. anyway. All right. Uh, let me see. Where was I? Uh, let me see. Jamie, Jamie, Burnett, 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 Okay. Yeah. Coming up next, our latest John Boy and Billy Playhouse. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, the big show is on the radio at about 10 away from the hour, and that's time. Welcome to John Boy and Billy Playhouse. Today's episode, Boudreaux and the Four Doors. As our story opens, Woodrow Boudreaux's wife, Elizabeth, walks through the door of Isidore's Bar and Grill in Thibodeau, Louisiana. 
Hey there, Mr. Isidore. Well, now, as I live and breathe, how have you been looking so good here, Elizabeth? Oh, can't complain, but I will anyway. Has my no good husband been in here today? Haven't seen him all day long. Well, you will. And when you do, tell him to brought himself home good right quick. But believe me, Shire, if you has been, you've been coming in here, I want him to go back out as quick as he can. Does he, does... This here is a respectable joint. You know what it is? The script is written with the accent, and he's already got the accent, yeah, yeah. so it's really... It's like can't it on twice. Yeah. Yeah. Say, you got this place looking pretty good. Does you think so? Yeah, you done made a whole bunch of improvements since I was in here last. Yeah, it does none that. <laughs> oh, good, an ad-lib. <laughs> yeah, I see you got four doors here now. I hate to tell you, sweet thing. But I think you're mistaken. Ain't but two door in this here place. The front door right here and the behind door back there. No, no. That's how it used to be. But you got four door now. Elizabeth, child, you ain't been eating paint chips off them there windowsills. <laughs> Have you, Sam? <laughs> ain't but two door in here now. And follow. What, what if I was to bet you $10 on it? Ten dollar? Well, now, I might have to took you up on that there bet. Money on the bar, and you got yourself a bet. Well, here he is, old Alexander Hamilton himself. And there go his twin brother right behind him. Explain <laughs> <laughs> yourself about them four doors here. Well, right there, you got the front door. You got the front door. We. Oh. And that the once. That's O U I. That's that's we. That's we. That's French. French. And in the kitchen, you got the behind door. That's twice. And what's your first name? My first name be Isidore. Isidore. That make tree door. Okay. This information. Where's that number four door be? On the floor right here at the end of the bar. See that little brass pot? All your nasty customers fit their tobacco in. That's what they call a cuspidor. That make four door. Well, I'll be dipped. <laughs> you, you might be as sneaky as you. Huh? Who's been? We? He said, he said you almost as sneaky as your no-count husband. Oh. Kind of important to the script. I want to make sure. Yeah, yeah. We. And when you see him, tell him me and the Hamilton twins, we be waiting for him at home. A half hour later... Does it stink in here or is it just you? <laughs> well, look what that there cat done drug in here. Woodrow Boudreaux, his own self. Big as life and twice as long. Hey, how long did the doctor say you had to wear them there shoes? <laughs> hey, don't you be making fun of my clothing. You ain't exactly no Ralph Lawrence yourself. Hey, your wife was in here a little while ago. She said you needed to brought them shoes yourself home. Huh? She said you needed to bring yourself home. Well, my wife don't wear the dongarees in my house. You give me a shot of that good Cajun whiskey from Tennessee, that Jacques Daniel. Suit yourself. You got money? What in the same hell kind of question is that? Look here. Brand new $10 bill. $10 bill? Huh. Say that remind me. What do you think about all the improvement I've done around this here place? Improvement? You ain't made no improvement. You had the same sawdust on the floor since I've been coming in here. You ain't said nothing about my front door. No, four doors. See, again, it's really important. <laughs> yeah. So you might want to read that as, you ain't said nothing about my four door. Wait a minute, four door? Who this pretty boy at the end of the bar keep talking? I'm the interpreter. <laughs> four door? Now, as far as I can see, ain't but two door in here. I bet you $10 I got four door. $10? You own, big man. Okay. Over there is the fourth door. Front the door. Front door. There you go. The, the front door, we. And back in that there DB kitchen is the behind door. We. What's my name? Your name? Isidore. That right, Isidore. Don't make tree dough. Uh-huh. Okay, Mr. Big Mouth. What about that number four door? Well, there, see that thing sitting on the door down what? at the end of the bar? Sitting on the floor at the end of the bar? That there yeah. is a... It's a what you call a doggone it. That spittoon done cost me $20 today. I can't <laughs>
We hope you've enjoyed John Boy and Billy Playhouse. Tune in again next time when we'll hear the crusty old county health inspector say... Hey, big man, let me hold it off. <laughs> well, we did it, Brayford again, and seems to me we are overreacting to the sniper fears. What message are we sending to terrorists when a single person, or perhaps two, but I think it's doubtful that it's two working together, can cause so much disruption in the daily routine of millions of people in this area of this country? Front page news is hundreds of youth sports events and outdoor school activities were postponed or canceled for fear of a sniper. Players didn't play, cheerleaders didn't cheer, marching bands didn't march, homecoming often meant staying at home. For nearly one million students in Washington and its far-flung suburbs, it was as though the outdoors had become out of bounds. At most schools, only indoor events went on. Some high school homecoming dances were postponed. Others were held, but without the usual prelude of football and floats. Most parents support the safety-first approach, though one Little League coach in Vienna, Virginia, complains too much has been canceled. He says this is a difficult situation, but one that is being handled poorly. It would be nice to demonstrate to our kids that bad situations should be met by a measured response. Instead, we're teaching them that overreaction is the way. He wonders what happens if the sniper is not caught soon. When will we start up again? How will next week be different than this week? Will we just keep canceling events? It appears that way. The goal was to get back into a normal routine, says Athena Ware, the spokesman for Prince George's County Schools, but after a series of conversations among school officials on Sunday, it was decided that it was best to err on the side of caution. If one person, and I think it's one, not two working together, can put this much fear into an entire region of millions of people, how will we react if this becomes more than one incident? That the terrorist, and we're not saying this is a part of al-Qaeda or any other terrorist, but if the terrorist will see this as another way to shut down a free people. What about the people in the Middle East who face this kind of thing daily? Do they just shut down, cringe, or go on cautiously? Robert D. Rayford, John Boyne, Billy Show. Good morning. The Big Show is on the radio. John Boyne, Billy, Randy, Jackie, Tim Wilson, and Sean Berg. Tim's in town for the big comedy show. Our celebrity golf tournament happening today and tomorrow. Cream Mountain Country Club. Tim, thanks for getting up early this morning, everybody, buddy. Well, thank you, John. Bill? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Thanks for letting me be here. Every time I'm here, I always have a tendency to kind of... Uh, jump into Bill's space a little bit, so I always like to suck up to Bill as much as I can. We'll just sit back and let you have it there, buddy. We're we're looking forward to doing the show. Actually, Mm -hmm. doing this comedy show is going to screw up my whole trip. Really? Right. Yeah, because it'll take all the fun away. (laughs) Because you got to work. Right. Y'all over there being, you know, out there on golf course, getting, you know, eating everything and getting hammered, and I'll be having to sit around being sober. No, of course, I have to do the show at six, and and all I'm going to be talking to is a bunch of drunk. People anyway. That's it dedication. Tickles, it tickles me on these golf tournaments. People go, well, we're doing this for charity, and boy, aren't we charitable. Boy, we sure are good charity people. I go, yeah, you know, you're here for the shirt and the beer. Yeah. You know, charities when you got to drop down and give down 10% of your annual income. Stuff like that, you know. Well, that's what you're supposed to do personally anyway. Right. right. That's what you're supposed to do, and that's tithing. And mm-hmm. and I don't tithe. I just buy Sean Burke hamburgers. That's, that's what I do. So tithing would be cheaper, actually. It, it would be. It actually would be. Yeah. You know. I'm getting kind of hungry, Tim. Uh, <laughs> Man, Sean drove into town. We've got to where we can't come to Charlotte anymore without starting our ribs hurting and our shoulders start hurting. And what is that disease called, Tim? We have a new disease. It's called Metro Charlotte. Levitis. <laughs> There's We're, women in this town who have decided that they're just going to break our damn heart. So when we, when we hit the city city limit sign, uh-huh. we start feeling like we got the flu. <laughs> you know, oh, you going to call her? Oh, I don't know if I'm going to call her. You going to call her? her. Oh, I don't know. I ain't going to call her. And we got a thing called Metro Charlevitis. We're doing a little better this morning, but... <laughs> Yeah, it sucked we had some bad charlevitis yesterday, buddy. We were listening to Bad Company coming in, and uh, you know, and I was going, "Oh God, I'm starting to feel it." Oh, you know. so 
Actually, first he said, I think I've got Sean Burke's disease, which I didn't, I didn't really appreciate that Sean at all. Bur- Sean Burke's disease is when your hands in your, you got your head in your Please, hands going, Tim, Tim, going, you know, Tim. Hey, I didn't know you was a lover. You ain't Okay. You want to know, okay. You want to know what Tim Wilson's disease is? No, it's you don't ex- want to know. It's extremely similar to that. Uh, <laughs> I love her, man. You call her. I call her. I love her, man. You I call her. I'll tell you what, I made a the past six confused. months, the past six months mm. has been a complete mistake. Every time I came to show, all that crap with pillars and the Vietnamese voice and all that stuff—it's all taking a toll on me. Yeah. Now, now you said if we ruined this for you, you're gonna get even with us. Well, y'all—I don't know if y'all ruined it. You know, I told you I was gonna be on the five-year plan. I think it's gonna be five years before she ever calls me. So I think we're well, going to plan. Though. We're gonna be okay, but uh, but that sucks. I've done everything a human being can humanly do. I will go to court and testify that he has done everything. Uh, everything. Uh, everything. I've done everything. Presents. Wrote songs about them. Uh-huh. That's, that's when you messed up. That's true. Get out, uh, uh, People at home down in Radio Land, if you're writing a book on what not to do <laughs> to try to pick him. up the woman you love, Call don't Tim. ever, don't ever, don't you ever write a song about a woman Unless you want it to be over. (laughs) He took the wrong turn at the fork in the road. You know, Clapton did it, and it panned out okay. (laughs) You know? I love her, man. You call her and sing it. (laughs) Right. It sucks. It sucks. (laughs) Well, you know, a lot of the great songs are written over heartbreak. Or written over? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Huh. <laughs> I, thought, I think I read in that somewhere. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to harp on it all morning. It's just uh, sure, sure we are. It, it's just it's got to where it's tough to come to this town. Uh-huh. I mean, I come into town and go, man. I guess I'm just going to have to go get you know a little bit tipsy. You know what? It's my mission to find somebody else for you to fall in love with. Find somebody else. Yeah. I don't want nobody else. <laughs> I want you to try to make me uh, let this one play out. <laughs> You gotta go with me. You gotta oh yeah, that'll help, help. man. Yeah, 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 I'm sure that'll help. But no, 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 no. I, I love her, man. Get John Boy to no, call trust her. Trust me. I'm, no, get him to sing it. See, y'all, y'all think? See, I'm not the type of guy. When I tell you, I love her. Hey, David, I love her. I ain't kidding. It may, be, it may be years before I run into another one like that. You know, I'm I'm, I'm picky. Oh, he well, means it. Maybe we we'll try it. I say, Tim loves you. Come over here and give me a hug. <laughs> I tell you what, it's this bad, John. It's this bad. Okay, I'm just trying to get her to go out and have a daggum salad. You know, just a hamburger. You know, I'll go eat a hamburger with a homeless guy on the street. You know, somebody had just begged a quarter off of me. I'll go have a hamburger with him. You know, I'll go eat a salad with him. Hell, I'll go have shrimp at lunch you know i'm just trying to get to the damn waffle house you know and i haven't been able to pull that off yet my god what do i have to humanly do eat some shrimp with the boy something right Jeez. man uh, well we see our mission Oh, gosh. Boy, get out of here. Well, hang on, y'all. Let's make somebody else happy. Maybe that'll make us a little happier. Well, maybe so. We'll play John Boy Jeopardy, all right, in minutes. Good morning, everybody. Got the big show right here on the radio. John Boy and Billy looking over. Tim Wilson, Sean Burke, Killer Bees. Comedians, musicians, all intertwined it's in like, one. It's like an all-star cast. <laughs> yes. You know what's really scary, and a lot of people aren't from aren't aware of this. Uh-huh. You know, you talk about comedians and musicians intertwined. Truett S. Beasley Jr. is way intertwined. Over I'm there so is intertwined. major league intertwined. Uh-huh. I remember one time, me and Killer, we go over. I had to go get some guitar strings or something, uh-huh. and I go buy some guitar strings. And Killer goes, "You mind if I play your guitar? I can't do Killer, but <laughs> Tim, you mind if I play your guitar? Can I play your guitar? I'm changing my voice." If that's what I sound like, I'm getting up. It sounded exactly like that. I can do Gregory, but I can't do him. But anyway, Who can't? Anyway. Well, well. <laughs> so anyway, 
right, wait a minute. I'm, I gotta keep score. B's one. <laughs> Killer sits down on the amplifier and pulls out the guitar and starts wearing the guitar out. Uh-huh. And I went, damn, damn, you can play. Uh-huh. I went, man, you can play. We need to go out there to the truck, get my guitar, and let Killer play you a song. That was in Charlotte, North Carolina, man. We was at the punchline. There was, and these kids come over and want to know what band was in. Remember that? I remember that. I remember what you were, you tell them. You were we, kicking my Hendrix ass that was week. I remember that. <laughs> what? I remember you were kicking my rear end that week in the club. What? Killer, no, I see, Killer used to be a cocky, arrogant comedian. <laughs> he'd right? go up. He'd go up and do thirty minutes of just you know top drawer, top flight material. Uh-huh. Just. Kick your rear end and, and then you, walk off the stage and you go, I suck. That's it. They hated me. I suck. They hated me. Good luck with it. I suck. They hated me. They just waiting to see you. They hated me. Oh, yeah. They're waiting they to see me. you. And they hate me because I'm uppity. And that's I, what I get. I wouldn't get a damn laugh. Not one. You know. And then he pulls my guitar out and wears my, you know, just just tears the strings off my guitar and goes, I ought to put that in my show. And I'm going, hell, I hope you don't put it in your show. Remember the time we were gigging here in Charlotte and Hugo had just come through and the People kept coming out. This was the punchline at Quail Corners way yep, back years right, ago. Uh-huh. And like on by about the time by about Friday night, I kept noticing the same people had been in two or three times that week. Mm-hmm. So during my set, y'all, I stopped and I go, y'all, I am so flattered and just tickled that y'all have come to see my show again tonight. <laughs> and they go, we don't have air conditioning. Our power is still out of the house. <laughs> they're letting people in because they had ice water. I'm like, oh, that's great. y'all. Well, Tim Wilson, Killer Bees together here with us on a big show and then tonight a comedy show at our golf tournament. Well, let's uh, go and get in this John Boy Jeopardy thing. Let's uh, make somebody winner. We've got an MGM Home Entertainment DVD prize pack including Wind Talkers starring Academy Award winner Nicholas Cage on sale Tuesday at Circuit City. Copy Monroe Fisher's two books, Tales from on the Surface Part 1 and The Road Goes On and you're qualified for the Eco Electric Bike from Eton America. We're giving away this Friday from this week's winners. All right? Yeah. Uh, before we get, by the way, happy birthday to Tom Phillips out of Sopperton, Georgia. 26 years old today. Sopperton? Sopperton. S-O-B-E-R. You said Sopperton. Like biscuits. Sopperton. He was trying to put some Georgia in it. <laughs> Sogum, Georgia. Hey, and yesterday Sorgum. was the lovely Terry Beasley's birthday. Was it? By the way, yeah. Terry Beasley's oh, birthday? Terry what what was yesterday? What what was it? Was the 13th. 13th. 13th of October, which makes her a what? A Scorpio or that something? Don't say it. <laughs> well, I bit my tongue just in. <laughs> That's a close call. You're baiting me. That's what you're doing. Uh, No, I'm talking horoscopes. All right, well, look, let's go and get into this. Here here you go, guys. Listen to this. Don't answer if you know the answer. This is for y'all radio listeners. This vegetable has the highest sugar content. This vegetable has the highest sugar content. Elton John. Oh, no, that's a fruit. It's one for Billy. You can see him. Johnny's already guessed peach. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that, that was a fruit, of course. Right. All right. So, what do y'all think? 1 800 Big Show, your toll free line will start. Caller 9, go to we get a winner. Let's do it. Good morning, the Big Show. It's on the radio. About 25 away for the hour. Come on. That's time. Yes, live across America, it's John Jeopardy. And now your host, the sugar with the highest vegetable content, he's John Boy. All right. Our first contestant, Renee out of Nashville, Tennessee. Good morning, Renee. No, this is Christina. This is, oh, Christina. Where are you from, Christina? Greensboro, North Carolina. Well, bless your heart. Never mind. Let me mark out Renee's name. I might have had that wrong here. So you are Christina. Yeah. Well, Christina. Tim Wilson wants to know what you're wearing. <laughs> a red sweater. A red sweater. A red sweater. What do you think? Anything? Chemical reactions going on? <laughs> now, fellas, if we're going to get started on no. this, I don't want to mess up Christina's opportunity All to right. win that That's damn right. That's, right. Yes. That's right. Okay. Plenty of time to go. Let's okay. go and jump in here. Christina. <laughs> This vegetable has the highest sugar content. What is a baked potato? Show us baked potato. Oh, oh, let's see. Potatoes, a lot of carbs in there. A lot of mm-hmm. carbohydrates. Well, sure that, that will turn into sugar. Complex sugars. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, my yeah. friend Clayton has to deal with, with uh, insulin stuff and all that kind of stuff. And he mm-hmm. said, you eat potatoes and it's just like eating a daggum bag of sugar. After a period of time, it turns into it. About the, now, uh, is, is a potato a vegetable? 
Yes. <laughs> but uh, but still not as high as this one that we're looking for That's here. That's right. It's, right. it's amazing what amino acids can do to vegetable matter, isn't it, Tim? It is amazing. <laughs> that, and, and, uh, you remember that time we had that long discussion about yeah, that? Yeah, we were sitting there. We were agog. We had read a thing in Reader's Digest about that, and we just sat there and quoted. Yeah, we were agog. I like that. All right, Christina, thanks for getting us Here's the answer to the question. I'm sure Christina's a nice lady, but I have a tendency to like out-of-town women. <laughs> I've been around too many southern women in my day, I guess. Uh-huh. You know, southern girls, you get your blankety-blank out of the blankety-blank and get the blankety-blank. I knew, I know what one of those blankety-blanks was. I know it, it's, it's what you were going to use earlier. <laughs> but I like what I call, how do you say women? They go, you You're get going. your, how you say, blankety-blank out of the, how you say, blankety-blank. <laughs> All right, you Chris can make Stephen, them thank pay you. you very much, baby. Bye-bye. Uh, Tim out of Danielsville, Georgia. Good morning, Tim. Hey, how y'all doing? Doing good, buddy. What vegetable has the highest sugar content? Well, I'm going to change my answer, but it'll probably be wrong anyhow, right. but I'm going to guess uh, radish. Show us radish. No. No, it's oh. not radish, Tim, but thanks for playing with us, buddy. That's better than what I had. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had a radish. <laughs> David, out of Brookhaven, Mississippi. David. Good morning. Good morning, buddy. What are you thinking? Uh, I, I think it's sweet potatoes. Show us sweet potatoes. Oh, well, that, well, that sounded right. Yeah, it well, sounded right. Same caller. All right, yeah. Well, he goes. Yeah. Is sugar cane a fruit? <laughs> Is sugar cane a fruit? Now you're cheating. Now you're cheating over there. Actually, uh, looking for a vegetable, but thank Kenneth, you. Kenneth out of Auburn, Alabama. Hello, is, Kenneth. Is, is sugar Good morning, cane? <laughs> Good morning, Kenneth. What do you think, buddy? Is sugar cane a fruit? <laughs> what? A beet. Show us a beat. Give me the beat. That's it, man. Beats. Beats. I had never really warmed up to beats myself. I'm not a big borscht guy. Well, they're just ugly looking. (laughs) Don't you make borscht out of beats? Beat I don't know. Y'all are bringing up a bunch of food we never had. <laughs> you know, we didn't, we didn't eat that, all this stuff y'all talking about. I still say Killer has had the line of the morning. Is sugar cane a fruit? <laughs> hey, Kenneth, congratulations, buddy. The MGM Home Entertainment DVD prize pack. Copy Monroe Fisher's two books. You're qualified for the Eco Electric bike we're giving away Friday. All right, buddy? Awesome. Thanks, Tom Boy. Well, you're very yeah. welcome, Kenneth. Beautiful day and beautiful open out of Hold on, Jackie, we'll get your information. Are we getting news about the sports? Tim wants to kill All right, y'all. Sean, we're going to spend some quality time here in just minutes. Get a cup of coffee. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. 
And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Robert D. Rayford with some quotes about dogs. The reason a dog has so many friends is that he wags his tail instead of his tongue. There's no psychiatrist in the world like a puppy licking your face. Some dogs are lickers, some dogs are not. My last two dogs weren't lickers, but my present dog sure is. First thing he does after greeting me with squeals and guttural sounds, I'm glad to see you growls, is jump up and start licking me in the face. Egged on by my wife, it says, give dad puppy kisses. Every morning when I come in from work, he goes into that frenzy, running about, making circles in front of and around me, always getting something to bring to me. Actually, if I'm gone just an hour or so, he goes through the same routine. A dog is the only thing on earth that loves you more than he loves himself. The average dog is a nicer person than the average person. We give dogs time we can spare, space we can spare, and love we can spare, and in return, dogs give us their all. It's the best deal man has ever made. A dog teaches a boy fidelity, perseverance, and to turn around three times before lying down. You know, some people still wonder why a dog does that. Well, it's part of his ancestry. When out in the wild, he scratched up a place in the woods and turned around and around to pack it down for a nest to lie in. Dogs need to sniff the ground. It's how they keep abreast of current events. The ground is a giant dog newspaper containing all kinds of late-breaking dog news items, which, if they are especially urgent, are often continued in the next yards. My dog's a well-worn messenger. Take him out on a leash, and he stops at the same places every time, every day, sniffing the messages, leaving a message. He's the sniffingest dog I ever had. Actually, a real handful, and nearly three years old now, and to think, when he was just a puppy, I thought of taking him back. I'd tell him that many times, and he'd lick my face, for I suppose giving him the best life he could possibly have had. Glad I didn't take him back. Ever consider what dogs must think of us? I mean, here we are, we come back from a grocery store with the most amazing haul, chicken, pork, half a cow. They must think we're the greatest hunters on earth. Robert D. Rayford, John Boyne, Billy Show. Good morning, the big show is on the radio. John Boy and Billy, Tim Wilson, Killer Bees. And tell the headline, our big comedy show tonight at Kramer Mountain Country Club. If you're playing in the Big Show Celebrity Golf Tournament, our two-day tournament, you coming to the show tonight. Pretty sweet, huh? Yeah, it's going to be a monster show. I love performing with Tim, man. Tim has been a uh, a uh, mentor to me for all these years. <laughs> That's all about your crap. The second comedy club I've ever worked in. This man over there in politics. <laughs> <laughs> he knows good and well. He See, in, here's the way comedy works. I've been doing comedy, what, 20 uh, years. I remember when we worked, the first time I ever saw Truett Beasley, Junior. I always tell him this story. <laughs> Truett Beasley Jr. <laughs> We're in Huntsville, Alabama at a place called the Comedy Spot where the owner clocked a guy and dragged him out by the ankle. Knocked him out <laughs> for heckling. Killer, oh, Killer Bees had 10 minutes. He had a cigar box and a damn Barbie doll. I, I had props. You're right. And man. he get up and do a little prop thing. He was sort of, he was sort of uh, carrot top years earlier. <laughs> and then proceeds to go on and, and, and got great in comedy very quickly. Uh-huh. And, and it took me 20 years. I've been at 20 years. I'm just just now starting to understand how to kind of do it, you know? So when Druitt sits there and tells you, oh, you know, he's been a mentor, that's all a bunch of crap. You weren't saying I was a mentor when you had that Palomina coat and them Palomina boots and was filling, up, filling up the Nashville club like nine weeks in a row and come out and going, I sat, I sat. You know? So anytime he tells you that, oh, Tim's been a mentor, that's all a bunch of crap. Ain't neither. I want to know what you did with a cigar box and a Barbie doll. Oh, man, all kinds of stuff. It boggles the mind. Because that one bit was Barbie was wondering if sugar cane was a fruit. Uh-huh. I remember this one. But that's, that's, that's the way comedy works. And it, 
there's guys that come along every once in a while. Like Sinbad was real quick. You yeah, remember Sinbad? Yeah, Sinbad used to come on shows and have two suitcases and go, I ain't got nowhere to stay. Can somebody put me up? Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah, I used to yeah. stay at hotels and you know talk the maid into letting him use the shower for $2 and stuff. <laughs> and, and Rodney Carrington was like that. The first time I ever worked with Rodney Carrington was in Arkansas, and Dickie Palmer had to go after him, and I felt terrible for Dickie because Rodney had it. You know, you just you could see it. Right he was dripping with talent, and uh, you knew this guy's going to be big, you know? And Truett Beasley with a damn cigar box and a Barbie doll. You were sitting there going, there's something about this guy that's going to be a pain in the butt in the next five years. And, and, then, and by then, he looked like somebody, something out of that gum, uh, what, uh, Diamond Rio or something, had that long, frizzy hair and the Palomina coats and was on TV kicking ass and taking names. And I was sitting there trying to make a car payment. You know? So anytime Killer starts that mentor crap, that's a bunch of crap. That's my new word I learned, though. I had to get that in. <laughs> well, really, what made it for me was when I painted my cigar box black. Then it looked professional. Yeah. <laughs> well, you probably didn't use that about two weeks. Something like that. Because like, everybody yeah. started fussing at me. Oh, other guy, guys ain't going to work with you if you got props. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can honestly sit here. And, see, what I'm honest it? when it comes to comedy. I don't sit and, and, and blow smoke up people's rear end like mm-hmm. Killer does. The, I'm a professional. <laughs> Killer Bees <laughs> actually built the club in Nashville, basically. Is that right? He was the biggest draw in that. You've been the biggest draw in that town for what, 12 years? 15. <laughs> but anyway, so he, knows, he knows. He just did a Christmas show there. You know? So, you know, you come to Louisville, Killer, and I'll kick your butt in Louisville, Kentucky. But, it, but in Nashville, Tennessee, Killer Bees is the man, and there's no reason to even sit around worrying about it. They got a picture of him painted up in the corner of the room. But you know what? Well, it's got, no, it's got I'm brown eyes. There doing my show instead of blue. I, I didn't look that close. But the, while I'm doing my show in Nashville, the past, I guess we were there three weeks ago for two weeks uh-huh. i couldn't do my show without looking up in the top and seeing truett s beasley jr looking down at me painted on the wall up there it's like a sistine chapel exactly yeah. yeah so it's so you know have, have to have two little naked killer bees with their little fingers sitting out with pointing touching each other when i'd never thought of that why don't you just have some twins <laughs> hey uh, speaking of your kids i know talking to your wife uh killer i know you're so proud Killer's got an eight-year-old black belt. What? He's got his really? black belt. That's right. Truett the, the third and little Skylar got their black belt Saturday. Wow, man! In Gorchor Kung Fu, we've been going four days a week for the past four years. Wow. And uh, they had their belt graduation this last weekend. So congratulations to all the kids from uh, West Mobile Gym Fitness and wow. Kung Fu and Mobile and uh, to Master John Graham, their instructor. That's about that. really so now, a neat thing. So Killer's eight-year-old can whip your butt mm-hmm. now, yeah. Tim. Well, well, and started out with a Skeletor <laughs> and a cigar box. Yeah. Well, 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 Killer plays blues guitar, but a lot of people don't realize that he, he kickboxed. Like professionally, didn't you? Not mm-hmm. professionally, but I, I fought on a, on a college karate team the three months that I went, <laughs> and right? uh, did that for, for for many years. So that's what is what prompted me to get the kids into it, and it has really been a neat program. And people all across the nation who have a chance to get their kids in a program like that, it, it it's, tends to be a really. Would you good call thing yourself a mentor in that particular series? <laughs> to, a tor a tormentor is okay, what I was. Tormentor. <laughs> See, I have my friend Steve Melton, who's my engineer down in Muscle Shoals, Alabama, and he just went through a, a he had to get his valve replaced in his heart, mm-hmm. but he's into a keto, and he does, you know, he can just rip your arm off, uh-huh. you know. What I love about a keto, you whip your own ass, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's the beauty of that. And I hate to say that word on the radio, but it's much funnier that way. Uh-huh. But I was watching a Seagal last night. That's what he does, a keto. Oh, you know, you right? come at him and whip your own butt. You know, mm-hmm. you hand him your arm and he proceeds to rip it off your body. Oh, yeah. I'm and goes, quit hitting yourself. Quit hitting and yourself. My friend Steve <laughs> exactly. And yeah, my friend yeah. Steve Melton does a keto. Uh-huh. And I always tell him, I go, here's the rules. Okay, while we're in here working on this record. If I get mad at you, you get mad at me, we're going to go at it. I can't hit you in the heart. And you can't do none of that keto crap on me. So, you make him sign a paper and all that stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So, you can so, only fight like red people. So, uh, so, uh, so what that is, you stand there and then they come at you and you take whatever they're doing and turn it around on them like Steven Seagal does. Exactly. Uh, and, and, and what's the kind of kung fu that, that your kids Gore Chor. That is a southern uh, Chinese style where the stances are shallow as opposed to real wide. Mm. Uh, when they, the northern provinces are mountainous and that's mm-hmm. the forms you see where they got real long wide low stances because they fought on the sides of hills oh, really? and had to spread their legs wide so they wouldn't tip over huh. but the gore chore system is a challenge system they have 
narrower stances because they got out in their boats and went and fought. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, meet me over there by that, by that pier, okay? And then paddle out and stand in the boats and fight. So, Huh. What's the one where they only use their hands? Mm. Mm. Oh, <laughs> stumped. Sounds like a good trivia question for a contest. I think it might be. See, Beach, you see how he shuts down a room? Can, you, can you work with this guy? <laughs> you don't see this bunch at a loss very often. Well, at this point, hey, I'm not interested in being funny. I'm interested in finding out something. You know, hey, at this point, I don't give a damn where the socks went in the dryer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Comedy is just therapy at this point. <laughs> you know, Jimmy, Car- Jimmy Carter won the Nobel Peace Prize the other day. I thought about you, and I, I hope that. he's happy. You know, and see, that's not funny, but that's what I'm interested in. See, I sit and watch CNN and worry about stuff. I'm worried sick about you and Bill, and the fact that somebody might drop a bomb on y'all's house. And I'm not worried about writing jokes. Could you go check in the prize closet? I think there's a cigar box and a Barbie doll. Good morning, the big show is on the radio. John Mobile, Tim Wilson, Killer Bees, headline of Comedy Zone. I mean, not the Comedy Zone. Y'all don't go over there. It's our comedy show at our golf tournament. <laughs> well, it could be considered a Comedy Zone if you think about it. It's going to be a zone. Kramer Mountain Country Club. You know, y'all, this is where the Loomis Fargo gang went over there and laid low, bought a big old mansion at a house, decorated it like Elvis. Now, that's where you want to lay low, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not the Motel 6, up in a, up in a mansion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We there might still be money. They, they buried mm-hmm. a bunch millions of dollars in these blue barrels. And some people say they're still located around there. Mm-hmm. Now, let's some. not encourage people to go out and <laughs> dig up the golf course. <laughs> so bring your funny. metal detectors to the golf course. Go dig up the golf course. <laughs> no. Your people will. I had a great uncle yeah. who was a bootlegger. His, yeah. name was, his name was Reed Wilson. Uh-huh. And but he wasn't on my Wilson side; he was on the Collins side. Uh-huh. But he still was a Wilson, uh-huh. which was weird because really? his his grandson uh, 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 Danny Wilson was always famous in our family for the guy who attempted to rob a bank. Uh-huh. But he was already had lots of money because his his grandfather was a bootlegger, <laughs> and we used to. Always, you know, they'd always say, "Well, you know, Reed's got like ain't no telling how many thousands of dollars is buried in the back of Reed's house." You know, and I'd always go, "Let's go get a daggum metal detector and go out there and look." You know, well, no, we don't want to do that. There's thousands of dollars out there, and I was going, "Why the hell are we not going out there to dig it up? We're living on a teacher's salary." My God, uh, you have any famous outlaws in your family tree? It's just I, me. I think yes. <laughs> yeah. It ain't a tree, it's sugar cane. That's what it is. <laughs> My dad was a police officer for, for 32 years. So, oh, I got to say hello to uh, some state troopers, uh, troopers uh, Brooks and Davis, who we uh, chatted with last night as we were leaving the track at a blistering one-third mile per hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. And uh, so, you know, they were able to just walk by the car. Hey, how y'all doing? I ain't up in there screwed up, are you? No, sir. We're, we're straight airs, what we are. So, hello to them. Y'all did a good job last night. Very sweet. And Jamie McMurray, his second Winston Cup yeah. start, that wins cool. the race yeah. yesterday. Unbelievable. Mm, we're going to yeah. talk to him on open line. We had Felix in here yeah. last uh, last week, and Felix mm. said, what? Watch this, boy. Or have a Felix talks like That's that. That's pretty much it, yeah. <laughs> now, I don't want to be <laughs> ignorant, but did he drive in Bush for a long time? He, he's been yeah. driving in Bush. Never really had that much success in a Bush series and a truck series. Mm-hmm. And that's why some people say, who is Jimmy Murray when uh, Chip Ganassi and right. Felix uh, said they're going to start a third car with him last year? So then when Sterling got his, uh, found out his neck was broke, you know. They put went ahead and put Jamie in mm-hmm. his car, let him get some experience. Well, he needs to learn how to do a. Uh, and I'm not trying to put him down. How to do a donut without completely uh, disappearing in the smoke and having to breathe all that time. Because I like you want to drift a little while you do it. You know. <laughs> yeah, I know that was cool. Well, you that go just, but that's man. unbelievable. Second na- second Winston Cup race. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine that's your second race? I mean, you're basically your fourth string quarterback coming in. Uh-huh. You know, and you look in your windshield, and there's Bobby Lobotomy right behind. Yeah, you know that's that's just got that's just got to be tough. That was well, a good interview with his dad after the race too. That was good. Yeah, was well, very man. proud. Well, we're gonna talk to Jamie later this morning. All right. We got news, weather, sports. Robert D. Rayford current events quiz will be played. It's the easiest way for you to join the winners in minutes. Rayford again talking about distractions while driving. Can you believe this? 
You can have a TV screen installed in your steering wheel. Hmm. Apparently it's being done. Federal officials, federal vehicle safety investigators are gathering information about custom shops that remove airbags from steering wheels to install TVs. Federal law prohibits removing a safety device from a car, but it's widely criticized because the potentially life-saving airbag is replaced with a TV that a driver can see, a distraction that could cause a wreck. The spokesman for the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration says each case of removing a safety device could result in a $5,000 fine. He says we don't have a formal investigation, but we're looking into this use of uh, shops disconnecting airbags to install TVs. He says investigators will look at how widespread the trend is and what shops are doing the work. Meanwhile, makers of small video screens built for vehicles say they discourage installers from putting TVs where drivers can see them. Most require installers to agree to enable a locking mechanism in any monitor the driver can see that keeps it from working while the car is moving. Alpine Electronics of America, a leading maker of TV monitors for cars, says installers it finds violating the agreement can lose their Alpine retailer's license. Even so, the policy is difficult to police, says Steve Witt, vice president for marketing for that group. Witt, who's chairman of a consumer electronics industry committee overseeing use of video monitors and vehicles, says electronic makers, automakers, and federal regulators are working on industry standards for installing TVs and vehicles. TV monitors and vehicles is the fastest-growing segment of the consumer electronics industry, he says. Can you believe that? I can these days. Robert D. Rayford, John Boyne, Billy Show. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for for complete terms. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.